3: Hello, happy Tuesday everybody, Ajay and Eric Franson here, full court press, 106.9 FM, uh, 1390 AM, The Fan. Uh, Okay, so quick story, kind of pull the veil out from the curtain, but I was in Bear Lake, I I helped run an adventure park, and I uh, got done a little bit early, was driving through the canyon, got out of the canyon, and I hadn't checked my phone, like I tried to, I try to ignore my phone for as long as possible just because I get so distracted by it and there's calls or texts or whatever. Well, I got, out, I got out of the canyon and my phone is blowing up with like everybody uh, in all sorts of tweets, a few text messages, and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, what in the world is going on? Uh, and, and someone had texted me and said, "Hey, so grateful you cover the Aggies." And I was like, "Okay, yeah. Well, it's kind of our job, but oh, you're welcome." And uh, what in the world is
1: going on? Are you okay? Jeez, right, uh, phones are like all tangled up in the chair over here. Like, oh, you can't even move. <laughs> I'm good now.
3: Uh, anyways, I, I got out of the canyon and I had like twenty like tweet notifications and a couple texts and. What in the world is going on over here? So, uh, checked them all. Uh I, I okay, so to start off the show, uh by the way, if you want to be a part of the show, four three five three three nine zero three two one to text into our guild mortgage text line. A big thanks to Guild Mortgage for sponsoring our show. Four three five three three nine zero three two one to text into our show. Uh I'll tell you what happened and I'll give you my paraphrasical story about it, but obviously, uh Salt Lake City Radio is covering the Utes and Cougars because that's where Cougar and Ute Country is, is in Salt Lake City, Provo. That's what they do. I get it. Um, we are grateful to be able to help cover the Aggies uh, to base our coverage on one university. We are lucky to do that. We love to do it. Uh, Eric and I get, uh, are always fanatics of the Aggies, and we get excited at this time of the year. Stressed, yes. Excited, absolutely, as we get to cover Utah State football and Utah State basketball and, and high school sports as well. Um, and so, I'll just put it like that. Um, I am excited that we are here, that to be able to cover the Aggies, <laughs> and uh, I and uh, we look forward to a great season. Nine three one five. Oggy sounds like a woman with the way he has started the show. He's all over the place.
1: Oh, ouch! You know. Hey, look. Um, I I was tagged on a lot of messages today too, and really, first of all, just thanks for listening. You know, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate the uh, the love that we got on on social media today. It's awesome. We appreciate everybody who who tunes in and, and messages with us either via Twitter or in our text line. It's awesome. We we do really appreciate that. I'm not really in the business of like talking too much about what other broadcasters are doing or maybe what they should or shouldn't do. We can have those conversations off the air, I suppose. But, but, um, but really, you know, we're, we're happy that we live here and we get to cover Utah state. You know, we've seen some really cool things with this football program this year and high hopes for what they can achieve. And I think they're going to really catch some people by surprise with some of their preseason prognostications. I think that uh, they're going to prove those voters in the mountain West wrong with those preseason polls are going to prove those folks in Las Vegas wrong with what they tried to predict. The win totals would be for Utah state. Um, and Aj, this was, we've heard some things for these last few days from coach Blake Anderson about uh, these daily practice reports. Um, and, uh, this, this is an exciting team doing some fun things. And one of the things that were pointed out today, uh, there were some defensive players who were pointed out. You now, a lot of people, Always want to know about the quarterback battle, and that's understandable, and Blake Anderson seems to address that every day. But uh, today, we're going to get a little bit more of a defensive focus. You had a chance to talk to uh, defensive coordinator Ephraim Bonda. We'll hear from him. Um, Justin Rice, I had a chance to speak with him. Uh, man, this is going to be a great pickup defensively yeah, at the linebacker he pass, position. So
3: he looks great, too. I saw him, I saw him walk over the end, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah, and so then we're also going to play Nick Henninger. Al Lewis had a chance to sit down with Nick Henninger. Yeah. And uh, we I just feel like he's one of the leaders of this defense as well, and I think we all need to hear from him as well. So you'll get Nick Henninger, Justin Rice, and Coach Bonda all in the 5 o'clock hour uh, to get your Aggie uh, fix in for the day. But uh, we'll continue to talk Aggie football throughout today. In fact, they had fall camp again today. In fact, they've been in practices in the morning, which I didn't know. I thought it was just like on a yeah. Sunday and Saturday, but –
1: yeah. Well, that's day. our fault for not reaching out earlier. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not Because they've always fault. been like right until we're on the air yep. or and they get done while we're I on are the air. Getting
3: back into the show late. And so, uh, uh, yeah, but no, today was the uh, fifth practice uh, for Utah State Aggie football in fall camp. Here are some notes per Doug Hoffman. Uh, and then you'll also hear a little bit from Blake Anderson as well. Uh, software quarterback Cooper Ligaugh, uh had arguably his best day of the fall camp. He had a a score on a lengthy run, completed a long touchdown pass to freshman wideout Otto Tia, tia, I hope, uh, during various live drills. Uh, By the way, speaking of Tia, fellow freshman wide receiver Ninai Davis, both had two receptions during live work. John Gentry, the sophomore running back, had his uh, another impressive day in fall camp. He had a a few good quality runs, both on 11-11 work and 7-on-7 play, along with two catches Coming out of the backfield, Utah State's defense created a pair of turnovers. Uh, Hale Matu-Apawaka recovered a fumble, and junior quarterback Cam Lankin Lamp- had an interception. Senior inside linebacker Kevin Metzheimer uh, and Taryn Adams both had pass breakups during live work, and Nick Henninger recorded a would-be tackle for a loss for, uh, for these guys. Again, their first scrimmage is this Saturday at 11 a.m., and then next Saturday at 12 p.m. Both of those are available for people to be able to uh, attend. They are free for you to attend as well, so uh, keep an eye on that. But it, I like seeing these wideouts improve and progress. I think that was an issue last year, too. I know we had Devin Tompkins, and we, knew what, and we know what Devin's going to be this year, but these other wideouts are, have really stood out to me as well.
1: Yeah, it's really developing depth at that position, which looks like, There is some really good depth. I heard some good things yesterday uh, about how things went in practice. I'm hearing good things today about hearing different names. And that's, I think, really positive, right? If we keep hearing the same names over and over again, okay, those are the stars. Those are the playmakers, and they're doing what they should. But uh, it's also encouraging to hear other names being called and other people being noticed. Uh, I think it illustrates depth. I think it illustrates competition. And I think it illustrates that there are more than just a few playmakers on this team who can affect how this team uh, you know, takes the field, both offensively and defensively. Um, you know, Metzenheimer's been around for a long time. henniger has been here for a while. Taryn Adams, there was a lot of excitement. Maybe a little bit of, of uncertainty about whether he would be here or not, but he's here. And uh, certainly great to see that kind of experience that he brings to Utah State and, and utilizing uh, that experience, a Pac-12 experience, and then adding to that depth that already exists in that uh, secondary.
3: It's also good to see Cooper Lega have a good day as well. Yeah, um, best as he said, best fall camp practice as of right now. It's good to see him stand out a little bit. I know the talk has been about Bonner and Peasley throughout spring ball and now, but uh, good to see Lega out there be able to make a few good throws and uh, hopefully the Ormond kid can continue it going. Here is Coach Anderson on today's fifth fall practice.
4: You know, it's it's built to be a little bit of a grind, just the uh, the build-up effect on your legs and your body, it gets a little harder each day. I thought they handled it really well. Uh, we had a probably a sluggish start to day three, and they responded, and we had a really good day four and five, pads went on day four and five, and we were able to get out, out of those two days with good solid work. So in terms of what we needed to get in the first week, and, uh, guys knowing what to do, guys coming with good energy and practicing hard, I think it's been a successful week. I don't know, I'm just kinda looking at a bigger picture right now, collectively. Uh, We've definitely had a handful of guys. You know, Hunter Reynolds has been a pleasant surprise, new addition that we got over the course of the summer. Seeing Nick Henninger and what he's able to do, it's been fun to watch, because we didn't get to see him in the spring. Those have clearly been guys that have have stood out. Justin Rice is in great shape, Run around at a, at a pace that he was not capable of in the spring. Offensively, you're seeing kind of a different guy step up every day. And, and, and it's good to see Bonner out here throwing the ball around and competing with Peasley. So I, there's been some positive but, but just collectively as a group, it's been about coming with the right energy, coming prepared to work every day, and, and really being able to sustain a 16, 17, 18 period practice at the pace that we that we go. And I felt like they've, they've met that challenge fairly well. Absolutely, it's kind of been give or take. DBs had a better day today. Yesterday, uh, you know, wideouts had a better day. And, and you love the fact that guys come back and get challenged. We did some uh, collective uh, kind of community work where you got two and three wideouts, two and three DBs. They got a little crazy today, which is good. But you, you want guys to respond when they have a bad day miss a ball, run a bad route, get covered. And don't it come back the next time and, and have a better rep. And I think that's what you're you're able to see out of this group. They're very competitive. They remember that last rep. They don't like how it feels, and they come back and play better the next one. That
3: audio is courtesy of Utah State Football Media Relations Team per Doug Hoffman. Thanks to them for putting that together. Uh, again, uh, practice is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning. Uh, they'll be closed to the public, and then a scrimmage on Saturday, 11 a.m. And then practices next week are closed, and then the scrimmage on Saturday next week at 12 p.m. Uh, you'll be able to uh, again attend those for free. Nine three one five. I can't wait till USU football beats YBU. There'll be a lot of jaws dropping. Glad AJ spoke it into existence. You're amazing. Go Aggies. You just called me a woman like 20 minutes ago, and now you're saying I'm amazing. Uh, okay, I'm excited with depth. We have a quarterback. Lots of years. We have a starting quarterback go down. I think we've been pretty healthy as a I I don't know if
1: we've had lots of. Years, I know Chucky Keaton.
3: But... Was it Chucky or was it Keaton that like him and Taysom both tore their knees against each other? Was it Chucky that uh, happened to? Because like Taysom tore it against the uh, Utah State. Chucky yeah, went was... down the following year. Yeah. That was a mess. That was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, but you're
1: right. It's great to have that depth. Um, Cooper. Look, Cooper looked good in the spring. Uh, he I was, thought he did He too. was pushing uh, Andrew Peasley. Peasley. Yep, absolutely. And then with all this talk about Logan Bonner entering, entering the mix, that discussion has just been between Logan Bonner and Andrew Peasley and Cooper, to his credit today, he's like, hey guys, don't forget about me. I can still do some things. So, uh, And I love his attitude, uh, just in the way that I've observed him in practices. Um, I like all of them. Uh, those, those quarterbacks all seem to be, uh, great competitors, but good teammates as well. So excited to see how that kind of shakes out a little bit. Um, certainly, uh, Andrew, uh, he's got an arm. He can throw the ball, but I think really his strength is in how he can stretch a defense and stretch out a play with his legs and uh, and break something open on the, on the edges. Um, Cooper, I think he's got a little better arm, probably throws better than Peasley does. And then Bonner describes himself more of as a pocket passer. Yeah. But uh, he has the advantage of understanding the offensive schemes that this coaching staff wants to implement. So each one of them kind of has an advantage over the other.
3: So let me ask you this. What is the possibility of seeing a two-quarterback system maybe early in the season?
1: Man, good question. Don't know if uh, Blake Anderson's ever really done that. Me neither. Me neither. Um,
3: I- but the way he describes the offense, and the way you see – and you, you talked about it yesterday, and you brought up a great point. The contrast in in styles between Peasley and Bonner is about night and day. Really, it is. Um, but at the same time, both can bring a good impact to the offense of or at least the kind of offense that Blake Anderson wants to run. Just, you never know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, mean, third, do- I mean, a third medium could turn into like – you know, let's bring Bonner out there or Peasley out there because he can create on third medium for us. Boom.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the long standing mantra has been if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. Um, you know that that you have to de- declare who your number one guy is and throw everything on his shoulders to lead the team. But I I've seen like there's been a couple of teams even in the Mountain West who employed a quarterback by committee scheme. And it, it pretty well worked. I mean, we swap out running backs all the time. We swap out wide receivers all the time. We swap out tight ends all the time. We swap out offensive linemen all the time. So I think there may be a bit of a shift. May, just It's slight. I'm not saying it's, we're going to see it everywhere. But I'm curious. If we start to see more of a shift to it's okay to have two quarterbacks in your system that you use regularly rather than just one guy who's the guy.
3: You know, I I have to look at the other recaps of fall practice, but I haven't seen a ton on the running backs. You know, I'm I mean, I'm reading here, you know, of course John Gentry today, but I haven't seen a whole lot for how deep that running back is. A whole lot of information on how the running backs have been doing, but it's good to see John Gentry standing out. And and based on like a, again an no old huddle offense, you're going to see a lot of pass back, right? Or I guess uh, passing backs, if you if you want to call it that. You know, coming in uh, in the shotgun formation, running a swing route, a will route, a flat, whatever it is, and I think that's what may maybe I don't know for sure, but maybe that's what Coach Anderson's also looking for based on uh, what he can get out of his backs. that who can run good routes, good speed, um, and can catch the ball too. That's I mean that's part of a fast paced offense,
1: right? And I think these all of these running backs they need to have that ability. To be able to receive out of the backfield, uh, to to be involved in the passing game, and to be effective in what this offense looks like.
3: And then the other thing about it is, uh, you know these players. I should have. We'll have to ask the players if we get a chance to to interview them again after uh, practice. But how hard are these practices? And then compare them to games. Because do you remember three years ago when we were interviewing Jordan Loveland and and the receivers and those guys were like. Man, are you guys exhausted? They're like, oh, heck no. Practices are so much worse than this. Like, this is easy for us. Because practices, we're just running dog tired. In these games, you get like a 30-second break or a two-minute timeout or whatever it is, and you get a chance to rest. For how hard they want to go on the offensive side of the ball, they've got to be running like dogs right now, getting themselves ready for for game uh, one on September 4th, just the conditioning style. I know they talked a little bit about that. Uh, I think I've heard a couple interviews about Paul Jackson, their strength and conditioning coach, who is just running them and running and running them uh, to get them ready for the season. Oh.
1: Yeah, you're right. I, I remember multiple conversations up on that practice field with a variety of different players, offensive and defensive, that both had that attitude. that, Man, we, we run so fast in practice that when it's game time, everything slows down for us, and that's a real advantage. Yeah. And you could see that. And then it was a real contrast going from that to Gary Anderson, when practices were very nonchalant, very open, just kind of chill, and uh, it just didn't have that same pace. It didn't have that same urgency. Yeah, and I think that eventually rubbed off in how they played during the games too.
3: So I know it's only scrimmage number one, scrimmage number one that we're going to be entering into here on Saturday. So still a few days away. What is something that you are looking forward to? That will be different next week. That maybe you aren't going to look at next week to so be looking at something else. But this week on this Saturday, what kind of things will be looking for in this scrimmage?
1: Well, for me, I haven't been to a lot of practices. So what I'm trying to see is, do they look better than they did in the spring? Um, are they? There are some new players here now that weren't there in the spring, but also just how are they at uh, with different depth when they bring out different groups. Like the ones or the twos, is it is how much of a drop off is there? I think that's probably what I'm mostly looking for. Um, not necessarily specific individuals and in how they do, but just generally, you know, how does this team look compared to they, how they looked in the spring? And when the ones are out, and the twos come in. How much of a drop off is there? So, you know, how much depth does this team really have? Is there a wide gap, or is it? Pretty thin. Is it pretty close? So, for me, that's that's those are the sure. things on my mind for the first scrimmage that will be uh, shown to the public.
3: Yeah, I'm intrigued by the offensive line. I want to see how really thin it is and what they look like. Because the issue I have is, again, keeping our quarterbacks healthy. But if you have a thin offensive line based on the league that you're playing in, these guys are going to have to stay healthy. They really are. I mean... You just can't be taken away. You can't have off. You can't be losing offensive linemen two, three games into the season. Um, especially against that, you know, that stretch again of BYU, Boise State, and Air Force. You want to keep as many guys as you can healthy going into the back stretch of the of the season. Um, and yeah, make sure you guys see how good the offensive line looks.
1: Right. Yeah. Me too. Because there's some new additions. There's some veterans there. Uh, how well do they protect in this new system? Do they give them time, or are they just trying to create holes and gaps for a running game? So, yeah, how well do they execute all that?
3: Again, Utah State was seventh in the Mountain West in sacks allowed, seventy-fifth uh, in the nation with fourteen. Again, it's in a shortened season too. Uh, they were tenth in the Mountain West in completion percentage, eleventh in Mountain West in passing offense, twelfth <laughs> in passing efficiency in the Mountain West, twelfth in The uh, offensive uh, total yards per game (laughs) win the Mountain West, boy. Just, they, like, the offense is going to be so key here because, again, if you go three and out, speaking of conditioning, your defense is going to be dog-tired by the end of the first quarter. If you're going to do this, your defense has to put up points a lot. Not on every single drive, but nearly at least, you at least have to put up 10 a quarter if you're going to go offensive fast pace. Because if you're only putting up six or seven points, three points, your defense is going to be dog god tired. And that's asking a lot out of them.
1: Yeah. Well, and uh, scrummages are situational sometimes. Uh, they just put them into uh, different things and try to work on something very specific that uh, doesn't necessarily match to what the defense is trying to do or vice versa. Um, you know, this is our... Red zone package, this is our end zone uh, you know, package within the five-yard line, whatever. But um, but sometimes the uh, they're, they're trying things that we don't fully understand what they're executing. Sometimes we'll see a broken play, but the coaches saw what they needed to see somewhere else on the field. So that's always kind of the tricky part about watching some of these. But still, uh, it's free to the public. Come check it out. I think it'll be exciting to see some of these players, which you've been hearing us talk about. You've been hearing our interviews with them and uh, you get to see them uh, and make up your own uh, opinions about how this team's coming along. I'm
3: excited to hear from our listeners after Saturday, at least scrimmage number one, to see what they got out of it. Uh, We're going to take a break. Coming back, speaking of Utah State Aggies, a former Aggie is going to make his first preseason start in the NFL. Uh, And how is the pressure being rated upon? Jordan Love and uh, what can we expect from Jordan Love in his first preseason start, preseason start on Saturday uh, for the Green Bay Packers? I'll come on up here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
5: Old MacDarroll has a
0: farm and a farm. With down-home country prices and
6: big city selection.
0: E-I-E-I-O. When you're looking for a friendly spot to drive a little and save a lot. Hey, Old
7: MacDarrel.
0: downtown benson it's the full court press with eric franson and RJ selvison i'm gonna have to put a one right here right
8: eric so it's not expired he
7: did
3: the same thing to
0: you i didn't notice that yes
8: you did luckily i'm a good forger i honestly did not notice that here you go sir this expired expired? in 1992
1: what are you doing here no that's that's 2092
0: Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
6: Do you ever lose your balance or feel dizzy for no apparent reason? Do you hear ringing in your ears or have migraines? Well, you're not alone. One in five Americans will experience these symptoms, which could be signs you have a problem with your inner ear or vestibular system. Because these symptoms are invisible and hard to describe, they are often overlooked by doctors and dismissed by family and friends. We can help. Call the Vestibular Disorders Helpline at 800 837 That's 800 837 Or visit us online at liferebalanced.org. Sponsored by the Vestibular Disorders Association. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed.
2: My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. Mm. And uh, she didn't know
6: now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
0: The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
3: Full Court Press, 426, your time here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and 106.9 The fan.com. Also on our mobile app, which is totally free, 106.9 The Fan. Thanks for joining us here, wherever and however you're doing so. Green Bay Packers and NFL preseason football gets its show on the road this week. And for the Green Bay Packers, their preseason will be the Jordan Love Show. No Aaron Rodgers in the preseason, not surprising at all whatsoever. Uh, Coach Matt LaFleur said that uh, uh, Jordan will be the guy. Uh, that, and, and that with the Aaron Rodgers not likely to play at all in the preseason, it has little or nothing to do with uh, Rodgers' offseason and, and about him voicing his concerns about the organization and such. So here we are, the Jordan Love Show. <laughs> uh, for Love, it will be his first uh, game action of any kind since the January 25th, 2020 Senior Bowl. He has not played in a game since then. Uh, of course, he's the 2021st round pick. Did not play at all as a rookie. In fact, he never even suited up. He was inactive for all 16 regular season games, plus both playoff games last season. Um, in fact, so this will be for Love. It'll become, I guess, it'll be the closest thing for Love that he's had to playing as a pro, uh, which will be uh, Saturday's practice at Lembo Field in front of 34,835 fans who uh, were uh, part of a rainstorm
1: uh in the rain yeah it's uh here's sure here's, here's your first look what do they call it family day
3: yeah family night
1: family night love mishandled the ball three times
3: twice on snaps uh from undrafted rookie center jacob capra uh, or capra whatever and he also fumbled oh man yeah another fumble on a scramble jeez that's not good according to uh, rob Domofsky of espn.com love but love also had some uh, good throws He had, in regards of arm strength, uh, he uh, pushed the ball deep downfield on a pass that receiver, Reggie Begleton. Couldn't quite bring in, but it was probably his best deep ball he has thrown since he's been here, according to Mr. Domofsky.
1: Yeah, they say he hasn't really shown a lot of that in practices, Um, but um, he, he showed on family night that he can do it. And look, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, like you said, he's not going to participate in any of these preseason games. M- maybe a little bit on the last one, but probably not. So we're, Jordan Love's going to get a lot of opportunity here in the preseason, which is uh, coming up like really soon. So um, it, great for him. His first, like, besides this little scrimmage that they held for the fans, his first real action since the Senior Bowl. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's a long time. And uh, so I, I hope it works out well for Jordan. He's probably going to make a few mistakes here.
3: Yeah, but, but dude, fumbling the ball four times, come on. Well, three, but three. still
1: it was wet. We had an undrafted center. So, but still, yeah. uh, hopefully he gets a chance to show what he can do. what his, what his abilities are. And that hopefully uh, puts a lot of Packers fans at ease a little bit saying, Hey, okay, this guy, he can do some things. He could be our quarterback. But look- until he has like a great game, there will always be questions about why the Packers took a flyer on this guy in the first round. Yeah.
3: I'm looking at the play they were talking about on the throw to Reggie, the deep ball so they're just above on the plus side of the field at the 49-yard line. It's uh, Jordan Love under center, it's a two-wide set with a single back, and Jordan Love steps back on a play action as after the motion of tight end from right to left, and this throw Dude, he makes it effortless. I mean, you have a no blitz showing up. It's a play action. He steps in from his own 45, throws it. Dude, this ball is made contact at the 2-yard line on the other side of the field. <laughs> that is strength. It's a great toss. And, dude, and 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 dude, there's no like it just there's like no effort in the throw. And when I say no effort, he just like, he he's makes just it look it. effortless. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's incredible. It's a great throw. The receiver sucks, man. He's going to get cut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm excited for Jordan Love. This is finally his time to have a chance to shine in front of everybody, to see what this kid, you know, what he's really made of. Hopefully he can go in out and perform better than he did in the family night. Um, again, this is against Texans. Deshaun Watson also is not traveling. Surprise, surprise. He'll be out. Uh, so it. all eyes are going to be on Jordan Love. When I say all eyes, that includes media. National television is going to be on Jordan Love to see what he looks like. And that's going to be the talk on Monday is what Jordan Love looked like. That's just how it is when you're the backup to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay.
1: Yeah, there's going to be intense scrutiny. Oh, man. Just wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wait for it. And, and but this I, guy, this is Jordan Love who hasn't really done anything like full-on game <laughs> in well over a year and a half.
3: Yeah. Yep. Now, meanwhile... <laughs> I wonder who's going to get more scrutiny. Jordan Love at Green Bay or Zach Wilton for the Jets? Now, Zach Wilton, uh, in this past, uh, in front of fans, he had his uh, little little family day. And Zach threw two picks, had one fumble, and was sacked twice. Not a good day for Zach. He's finally learning what it's like not to have an offensive line, which is fun for him. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I, I... just expect a lot of scrutiny. I expect a lot of just nitpicking at Jordan Love. I'm sure he's ready for it and he's fine by it. He could care less.
1: Well, he's been hearing about it since the day his name was called. Yeah. In the first round. So he's
3: been hearing it even since he was at Utah State. Like, That's true. I, I mean, everything that he was doing, it was well, hold on. Was it that good of a throw? Wait, was that actually the right decision? You know? Is it his receivers or is it him? And yeah. Bahambug. That's what I'll say to it. I'm excited for Jordan, though. I think he'll do fine. I think he'll be all right.
1: So when's their first preseason game? Uh,
3: Saturday night, I believe. I'm going to make sure I got this right for you. I'll have to make sure. I'll have to look at the schedule and make sure I got it right. But I believe it's Saturday night at... I think it's 7, and I think it's on NFL Network, too. Let's see, Saturday night, yes. Green Bay versus Houston. No, maybe not. No, but it's, sorry, at 6 o'clock. And it is not on the NFL Network. I take that back.
1: Mm. Okay, so Saturday, 6 o'clock. Uh, then the next one will be the following Saturday, the 21st. Yes. They will host New York Jets. Yes. Uh, that will be on NFL Network. Oh, I'm sure it will. About 2.30. And then the final one will be August 28th at Buffalo, 11 a.m. on NFL Network.
3: So, wait, when's that? So, that's so they play on one Saturday, then they play the, a week later, huh?
1: Yeah, the next three Saturdays, they have their preseason games.
3: Dude, I might skip our scrimmage to go watch Jordan Love versus Zach Wilson. <laughs> Don't mind me. Give me an update on how things are going. That is, ooh, that's going to be a good matchup. I'm actually excited to see that preseason matchup. Well, good. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, is there any other rookies that we're missing? How do Utah State that are going to be in preseason stuff? Probably not, huh? For football? Yeah. Am I missing anybody else?
1: I mean, there's a few Aggies that are out there, but... Is Dax Treyman still playing? I think Jordan Love is certainly the most notable.
3: Yeah. Is Dax Treyman still playing for Chicago? Where is he at? Or did he get released by Chicago? Gosh.
1: That's a good question. Uh, Jay, why do you have to ask these questions? I don't know. If
3: our listeners know because they do a better job of covering the Aggies than we do, will you let me know? Uh, He's with
1: the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: Ah, playing with Big Ben. Well, here is a um, here's a thought for you, Dax, just to give you some help. Do not run further than twenty yards. Oh, sorry,
1: it's not true. He was just waved on Monday.
3: Oh, come on. Why? Because he ran twenty five yards and ben can only throw the ball twenty yards.
1: <laughs> uh, he was waved of the Steelers on Monday with an injury settlement. Oh, fetch
3: two four one seven. What worries me is that Love was not a. Good cold weather quarterback at USU. And he's in Green Bay now. That's true. He wasn't good against Colorado State in 18 when it was freezing. He wasn't, he was not good at Boise State.
1: Struggled at Wyoming.
3: And he was bad at Wyoming. Yep. I would agree with this. Absolutely agree with that.
1: Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, he's spent a year there. See, that's been able to acclimate. Yep.
3: Now, I agree. But
1: at the same time, he spent a couple years in Logan and had opportunities to acclimate in Logan as well. But, um, yeah, hopefully he finds a way to solve that.
3: I would agree. By the way, did you hear um, off topic, but did you hear about this Brian? uh, Is it Dabble, Dable? the offensive coordinator for uh, the Buffalo Bills? No. I'm going to call him Brian Dabble. Uh, and he was a former tight ends coach for the New England Patriots. Really good dude. Listen to this story. This is pretty cool. An example of how the coaches are delivering a message to their team. Offensive coordinator Brian Dabble, in a meeting early in camp, asked every offensive player and coach to stand up. Again, this is in Buffalo. Quote, if you're a coach and you've never been fi- or and you've ever been fired, sit down. Every coach in the room sat down. Okay, if you're a player and you've ever been cut or traded, sit down. A large group of players sat down. If you weren't picked, if you were not picked in the first round, sit down. And suddenly, the only person left in the room that was still standing, Eric, was Josh Allen. Bingo, quarterback from Wyoming. Uh, now, his uh, the only other uh, first-round quarterback on Buffalo's offense was backup quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, but of course, he was cut or traded. I guess out uh, technically just not resigned. And then uh, Dabble said. Josh, how many scholarship offers did you get out of high school? None, he replied. All right, let's all remember where we came from. It's kind of cool. Like, when you think about Josh Allen, who led his Buffalo Bills team to the playoffs last year, it, and then, I mean, was at Wyoming. And I remember when Utah State battered him, if I'm not mistaken. I think Wyoming still won that game. But Utah State yeah, let him I,
1: have it. Um, he, His junior year... um. He took it to the Aggies, pretty good. Senior year, he didn't have the tools around him no. the same way, and Aggies were able to get to him more. But he, he was a good quarterback.
3: It's just cool to see him be successful in the NFL. Like he right, a right. And he signed Conference a big fat kid.
1: contract. Yeah, huge. <laughs> just recently,
3: uh, nine nine three eight. How about this? The Baltimore Ravens have signed former Utah Utah State wide receiver Ciosi Mariner. No kidding. That's pretty cool. Nice. Dude, C.O.C. was a baller, man. Like, I t- I think I had asked Jordan Love about it, just how often do you have to rely on C.O.C. Mariner on 3rd and 15, 3rd and 10? Like, it's his first look. It just seemed like it was his first look every time. Like, okay, where's C.O.C.? Wherever he's at, that's who's getting the ball. And and more often than not, C.O.C. came in through for him. I thought Mariner was a great addition for this team. Huge. Him and Caleb Rep were both just awesome standouts and – Oh, it's unfortunate we never could take care of the, you know, the deal and, and and seal it with a bull win against Kent State. But yeah, it was it was fun to watch Mariner play football at Utah State. That's that's awesome. I'm glad Baltimore signed him and he'll be alongside a, uh, was it Lamar Jackson right over there in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, uh, Lamar, so he had COVID, and you see, they asked him, "Hey, are you gonna get the vaccine?" And he said two words: "We'll see." I'm telling you, man. We might have some games canceled this year, which would be a bummer.
1: I hope not. I hope not. I mean, there's a pretty good number of people with natural immunity, um, with the antibodies, but we've, we've seen people can get it a second go around. It's not as severe, especially if you have the vaccine already. So um, hopefully, yeah, we're able to get these games that can still happen, that people can do and play the game or coach the game that they love. Um, And they uh, take the necessary precautions to make sure it still uh, takes place.
3: All right. And then one last thing before we go to break. Did you see that the uh, preseason coaches poll was released?
1: For college football? Yep. I did see that.
3: Oh, man. And uh, no surprises, to be very honest with you. It all looks about as is or as it should be, I should say, uh, for at least the preseason before week one. Here is what the top ten look like, going from one to ten. Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia AM, Notre Dame, Iowa State, North Carolina, and Cincinnati at number 10, the AAC school.
1: Yeah, impressive to That's get that much cool. preseason love. Uh, they're not the only non-Power 5 school in the top 25. Uh, Louisiana coming in at 23, and Coastal Carolina coming in at 24.
3: Wait, Coastal Carolina's on there at 24, huh?
1: Yeah. Utah
3: is at the uh, is at twenty six with one hundred and forty five votes. Um, I do not see. Oh, Boise State is uh, has twenty seven votes, so they're they're a little ways down there.
1: Liberty got sixty eight votes. BYU got fifty three. Uh, there's a couple other non Power Five schools in there. Uh, Nevada got two votes. Air Force got two votes. So I, don't, I don't get that.
3: What, Air Force getting Air votes? Force
1: getting two votes.
3: Why are you not so high on Air Force?
1: Just so much turnover, and everybody else has so many guys coming back. Air Force is going to be a disadvantage because everybody's got these super seniors, and Air Force doesn't have that. Yeah,
3: That's a good point. Uh, looking at the Cincinnati Bearcats schedule, I was just toying around with this here. They're at Notre Dame on October 2nd, home against UCF. They're at Navy, South Florida, and that's really their only big game. So, they, I mean... They have a possibility. I don't know. I mean, Notre Dame is going to be a tough one, especially in South Bend. Uh, but home against Central Florida is huge for them. On the road to South Florida on November twelfth will be tough. But this team could run the table. I don't know if that gets them into a top. I guess if they beat Notre Dame, it would help them get into a, maybe the fifth spot. I don't know if they're going to be if they're going to get the uh, recognition enough or the support enough from the committee to be in the top four in regards to the college football playoff. But that's cool. That's Cincinnati number ten. Uh Oregon's at twelve, huh? Wow. LSU's LSU's at thirteen. Not that good. I don't think USC's that good. Indiana at seventeen is bonkers to me. Penn State's at twenty. Good. Wow.
1: Pac twelve does have some good representation in this pre- uh preseason poll. Oregon at twelfth. USC fourteenth. Uh Washington twenty first. I mean, it's not too bad for the Pac-12, who's struggled to have good, solid teams competing at a high level and on the national landscape.
3: Okay, so let me ask you: Will the top four be the top four for the college football playoff? Go ahead.
1: Well, I mean, those are your. It's normally between those four that we see. I mean, Notre Dame has gone in there every now and then, but um. It's hard to argue against those top four from being in there.
3: The only other team that got two or any first-place votes besides Alabama, Oklahoma, with two. Otherwise, Alabama had 63 first-place votes. Clemson didn't have any. None. That's crazy to me. Well,
1: after Trevor Lawrence graduated, don't know what that quarterback situation, how dominant they're going to be able to be. They said the
3: same thing after Deshaun Watson. I mean, we've been hearing that forever. So... Wow! Yeah, but that's Alabama, true. Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State. I don't know if that changes at the end of the year. I don't think. Yeah, Georgia, A and M, Notre Dame. Oh, I don't know if they any of those teams will be able to creep up above that. Because even with one loss, they're still given the benefit of the doubt. That's what bugs me the most. Just pointing it out there. All right, uh, we'll take a break. Coming back, remember stat that blew your mind? Yes. Your player of the week. Uh, and then we again you'll hear from Justin Rice, Nick Kenninger, and Coach Bonda here in the five o'clock hour for Utah State Football. So coming up on the full court press on one oh six nine the fan.
9: This is Cache County Fire Chief Rod Hammer asking for your continued help. The state forester has determined that measures must be taken to prevent the ignition of forest and rangeland fires. Therefore, the following acts are prohibited. No building, maintaining, attending, or using any fire, campfire, or stove fire, including charcoal grills and barbecues, coal and wood-burning stoves and tent stoves, at homes and in developed camping and picnic grounds. There is an exception for devices using pellets, pressurized liquid fuel, or gas that include shutoff valves. They are permitted when used in an area at least three feet or more from flammable material such as grasses or pine needles. No smoking except within an enclosed vehicle, trailer, or building, a developed recreation site, or while stopped in an area that is paved or free from dry vegetation. No discharging or using any fireworks, tracer ammunition, or other pyrotechnic devices including exploding targets. No cutting, welding, or grinding metals in areas of dry vegetation. No operating a motorcycle, chainsaw, ATV, or other small internal combustion engine without an approved and working spark arrestor. On behalf of all the firefighters in Cache County, we appreciate your efforts in preventing Wildfire. Behind Utah's most successful businesses is a whole lot of technology making them run. Behind that technology is Les Olson Company, your local office technology partner. With everything from copiers and printers to IT services and even computers and document management software, Les Olson Company has all the tools your business needs to do more. Need office technology? Partner with Les Olson Company. Visit slash tech.
6: Company.
9: This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership, and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com.
6: Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends?
10: I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't
6: know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa.
11: Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: Well... (sighs) What shall we talk about?
11: You're listening to the Doug
0: Gottlieb Show.
9: What now, Chris Paul? He can opt out. He could become a free agent. He could stay there. I'm not somebody who says you should give him 30-plus million for three years because the reality is he didn't play against the best of the best to get to the NBA Finals, and eventually the NBA Finals warmed down. That's just the reality
0: The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, ah. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press, on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
3: Full Court Press, Eric Branson, Ajay Salveston, 106.9 The Fan. Thanks for joining us wherever and however you're doing so Alright Turn off Hoobastank Even though I do love Stink, Everybody loves Stink.
1: Is it just because of the name?
3: No, it's because they had freaking good music Oh, okay You don't like Stink? Oh, they're okay Yeah, you're so full of it
1: I just like to hear you say "stink."
3: Let's take a look at the numbers
0: It's the stat that blew our minds He
2: did what?
0: On the full court
1: press
2: Wow, that blew my mind
1: Eric, stat that blew your mind. Give it. All right. Yankees and Royals faced each other just the other day. Yeah. <laughs> we can tell. I can tell. This blew both of our minds. I'll uh, find something else. <laughs> this was. In this game, it <laughs> dude, was the first dude, game you didn't even watch the
3: game. That's what in sucks. Major League
1: Baseball history.
3: You didn't even watch it. That's what bugs in which me out.
1: both teams scored in the seventh, eighth ninth, and tenth innings. First time ever in Major League Baseball history. Both teams scoring in the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth innings. That's crazy. That blew my mind.
3: Good for you, Eric. We are all so happy for you. No, don't worry. I'll find a stat here somewhere. Okay, here. I found something. Alright. So, according to Tim Reynolds, he puts a thread together. The USA Women's Basketball won the gold medal. But more importantly, Sue Bird continues to add on to her title collection. Okay, in 95 through 98, she was a New York City high school champion and New York State high school champion in 97. In 1999 and 2000, she was a Big East champ as well as 2001 and two. In 2000 and 2002, she was an NCAA champ. In 2002, she won the World's Challenge. In 2004, she won an NBA champion or WNBA championship. In four, she won the Olympics. Uh, dude, she's won. I gonna mean, gotta count here. Okay, I'm gonna count out loud just so you know. One, two. It just in high school to pro career and Olympics included. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9212345678 930 9, 40. 40 including this year's olympics gold
1: like in, 40 championship level events
3: yeah so gold medal nba championship high school championship college championship all together or conference championship in 2008 she won the russian league euroleague olympics fiba diamond ball championships all in one year Jeez, and in 18 she won a double a WNBA and World's uh, Olympic Championship or World's Championship, dude. jeez, that's unreal. That's not even fair. That's amazing. You don't care though. No, I think that is amazing. That's incredible. It is. You're right. It is. All right. Uh, speaking of incredible, Player of the Game. <laughs>
0: See who the real MVP is. If you have a good game, your game is going to say that. You you don't have to say it. Puts a lot of cool things in perspective anytime
12: you're the first time doing something.
0: It's the Full Court Press Player of the Week. Uh
12: Let's go!
1: Eric? You sure you want me to go first this time? (laughs) I'm going to give it to a team. Okay. I'm going to give it to USA Women's Volleyball. What? You said, okay, I could go. Yeah, I know. I asked for your permission I know. first. Just go. Uh, they beat Brazil 3 nothing in the gold medal match. They are just the third team to sweep the gold medal game. Uh, the whole match, the whole thing. Joining China in 1984, Japan in 1976. Uh, USA Women's Volleyball, first gold in quite a while for them. Uh, period, but uh, they were a ton of fun to watch. I, I think we we watched volleyball as much as we watched basketball. Uh, it was a fun team to watch, and uh need to give them credit for what they did in the gold medal uh, matchup, taking care of Brazil in three straight sets.
3: That is pretty awesome, Eric. <laughs> that is really neat. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, let's see here. Let's just find somebody. You know what? My guy is going to be Tyler Austin for Team USA Baseball. He had 10 hits, 5 for extra bases in 5 games. Uh, led his team in batting average in the Olympics. Uh, was He made the All-Olympic baseball team as well. So, Tyler Austin of USA Baseball. Did they even win
1: a gold? No, No, they didn't. They won silver. They won silver. No.
3: Well, that sucks.
1: And the sport's on the ropes again. I don't think they're coming back. What? Isn't that right? Baseball in the Olympics is going away in favor of, like, breakdancing? Yeah, that's what we need.
3: That's what we want in the Olympics,
1: breakdancing. So stupid. It's a great historic sport right there. Okay,
3: by the way, we're going to take a break. Coming back, I've got a gripe with you that I need to get off my chest. And I want you probably won't agree, but you should agree with me because I'm absolutely 100% right, okay? That's coming back here. A Full Court Press, 106.9 The Fan.
7: If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valveline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our train pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695, North Main and Logan, across from Angie's.
8: Bright green cars, that's the only thing you need to remember as you're driving down Main Street in Logan looking for Jarek's fine jewelry. Hi, this is Jarek. We have a lot of people comment on the bright green cars outside, and some even talk about the building. But the overwhelming responses come when they step inside. Jarek's showroom was created to offer an intimate, romantic setting for couples to enjoy their ring buying experience. Everyone is treated like a friend, with no price negotiation needed. Make your engagement special. Make it Jarek's. Come see us at 930 North Main in Logan. Just look for the bright green cars. Talking the sports you care about. The Full
0: Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. 1069 FM
1: 1390 AM, the fan.
3: Full Court Press, Eric France, and I'll J. Salison wrapping up the first hour.
1: I I had an honorable mention, player of the game. Nobody player cares. of the week, I should say. Go ahead. But since you let me go first, I went with my first choice. But my honorable mention has to go out to Patty Mills. Oh, yeah. In the bronze medal game for Australia, 42 points, 9 assists. He played fantastic. Their first medal. That's awesome. In Olympic basketball. It was cool to basketball. See for
3: Joe and Rudy to get medals. I thought that was pretty yeah, awesome. really cool. All right, Eric, here's Mike Ripe. The New England Patriots won back-to-back championships. In fact, won three out of four years, led by defensive specialists such as Richard Seymour, Rodney Harrison, Willie McGuinness. Teddy Bruschi But who makes the Hall of Fame? Edron James. Uh John Lynch. Like w- the NFL continues to embarrass itself to the full ex- extent of letting mediocre NFL players with mediocre NFL careers be honored instead of teams who have became champions, players who led their teams to dynasties. Why isn't Richard Seymour in the Hall of Fame and Edron James is? What's, what did Edron James do? And, and now they're like, oh, wait, here's a new class. There's, I mean, these the people are the first, you know, they they could be their first ballot Hall of Famers, Tony Romo. Tony Romo was is not a Hall of Famer. Andre Johnson is not a Hall of Famer. So what gives? Like, we are wasting we are wasting ballots. We are wasting uh, people's time making these head and gravestone things because we're putting crappy players in. I'm so angry. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Patriots fan. I really think the Patriots are getting hosed. That's all. I just had to get that off my
1: chest. Oh, is that all? Oh, okay. Once, I, once you said New England Patriots, sorry, I tuned out a little bit there. But uh, I could see you were animated and I didn't want to interrupt you. I
3: hate you. 8003, <laughs> man of the match, Gable Stevenson. Who's he? Cool. September 18th, huge game. This comes from 9948. Alabama versus Florida in the swamp, hoping Florida can knock them off.
1: Mm,
10: that is a big, big game. Absolutely. Gotcha. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Until the regular season starts, we really don't know how rookie quarterbacks will respond, but that never stops anyone from overreacting to everything that happens in August. There was a clip of the Bears rookie Justin Fields slinging the ball sidearm for a touchdown. They got everybody in Chicago excited. Same with Trevor Lawrence rolling out and throwing a bullet down the field for Jacksonville. Trey Lance firing passes all over the field for the 49ers. Then on the other side, you have the rookie Zach Wilson throwing a couple interceptions in a scrimmage and New York fans are worried. There are five quarterbacks taken in the first round. The historical odds say that two or three will be good and two or three will not be. Sometimes it takes a couple of years to figure out which one your quarterback will be. The one thing I can promise, a training camp clip on Instagram is not enough evidence to go on. It's fun to share with your friends and get excited about your team and your quarterback. There's still a long, long way to
11: go. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. Ephraim, but here it is it's pronounced Ephraim. Ephraim. So I've uh, in Spanish it's Ephraim. So I've learned over the years of uh, of just name different names that I just answer to them all. So. Jeez. Well, here you are, the defensive coordinator here, at Utah State. You've had quite the ride. I mean, from in,
3: uh, Incarnate Word mm-hmm. to Texas, Mississippi State, and then at Miami, Florida, we had two. I mean,
11: several great years actually. Mm-hmm. Four. Um, what brings you to Utah State? Oh man, the list is long. Um I think first and foremost it was about working for a really good head coach. Sure. Uh I was raised in this profession to really value those type of experiences. I was raised by a lot of really good head coaches and um this profession is really hard. Coaching's hard. It's not easy. And when you have an opportunity to work for a really good person, it makes your everyday life all the way to the you know until you lay down in bed with your family a lot easier. So Coach Anderson in and his profession is known as one of the really good dudes to work for. So when he called, it you know it was definitely something that for us that and my family that we were highly interested in. Um, the other reasons for sure were was the program. It's won. It's had a lot of good coaches come through here. It's had success over the years. Uh, the conference has always been strong over the years. Group of five conferences have fluctuated over the years. Some had good. Years some had bad, but the Mountain West, in my opinion, has been the most consistent over time. The players, uh, when I watched them on film, you know, showed a lot of toughness, showed a lot of grit, uh, showed a lot of physicality. Been through a lot, you know, and and they kept playing and they kept playing. Uh, they didn't really, they never really quit, and uh, that for me was a sign of a program that had some had a backbone to it. Uh, so there was a lot of reasons. Uh, those are just kind of the few. And then when we got out of here, the reasons even grew more. So,
3: <laughs> well, speaking of success, you know that. I mean, in mm-hmm. your first nine seasons as an assistant in Division One, you've made a bowl game. Yeah. What do you What do you see as a primary tool to success on the defensive side of the ball? If that makes sense.
11: Mm-hmm. So, you, when you say primary success, are you talking? I mean, what do you look for? In yeah, or? yeah,
3: schematically, and then even in players,
11: what do you What do you look for? I think for us to have success. Uh, which will ultimately end up in the things we, or go to the places we want to go. It's going to be about having an urgency defensively, uh, a a tempo, a style of play, and the way we tackle in our toughness. So it'll be, you'll hear me say these words a lot, highly urgent defense, a very uh, sound tackling team, and a very tough team. The X's and O's of it. Everyone has different ways of doing it. They've done it here many different ways and have had success doing it different ways. So for me, it's going to be really harping on the urgency and the defenses that we've been a part of that have had a lot of success, had great urgency. Uh, the ones that had a lot of success also were very, very tough. And then they all tackled really well. And the way that we tackle is different. We're a rugby style shoulder leverage tackling team. Uh, It is not something that we just say we are. It's something that we rep every day at the beginning of practice all through the summer. The guys are doing on their own. It comes from rugby. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks made it real famous in the NFL a couple years back. And it's something that we really hang our hat on. So those three things are are very important to us.
3: You have some great leaders coming back for this defense, Shaq Bond being one of those. Mm -hmm. Who else have you seen besides Shaq Bond as a leader that you hope or want to see as a leader on the defensive side of the ball?
11: You know Nick Henninger, coming off the injury yeah. uh he's been he's had a phenomenal summer uh just leadership wise running the player run practices being one of the uh player run practice coaches uh he's done a phenomenal job I Is thought. he healthy Sorry, He is. Okay. Yeah, he's full go. You know we'll monitor his reps and he's he's an old guy like yeah. <laughs> so you got to treat him like old wild <laughs> bit and and we'll 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 be smart with him but he's been um, uh really good to be around um, up front, another guy that's just been very impressive. Halle, uh, you know, D tackle that has been here for a few years, been awesome. Uh, just really the heart and soul of who we are. Uh, he, he when, it, when, you, when I think of toughness, I think of Halle. uh, I think Byron Vaughn's a new addition, uh, has just came in here and not by, with his words, but by his actions and his work ethic has been an awesome leader for us. And I think it's going to be awesome for us up front. There's a couple other guys up front. I think in the middle, um, guys that have been here, uh obviously we've had some transfers um but you know vanguachong is is another guy that i have seen walk in and just do everything right at a very high level uh so i'm excited to see him kind of grab the microphone and become a leader uh justin wright has came in here and just really asserted himself as a transfer from arkansas state and previously that fresno uh, i think he has a chance uh at the corner position you know guys that i'm really putting my you know, finger on and trying to get to really go and, and has answered the bell this summer is Zahadre Jackson. Uh, very impressed with his summer so far. I'd like to see how he responds to some adversity. Uh, if he shows me that he responds to adversity better than he has to this point, uh, I'll know that he's turned the corner and he's ready for a big-time role and to be a big-time guy. Uh, Cam Lampkin's a young guy that I've seen really do everything right as well, uh, much like Byron Vons, just has gone out there with his actions more than his words uh byron uh and then in the back end you know about Shaq. you know he's he's a guy that you know i think he's done a lot for this program to this point i'm gonna challenge the heck out of him this spring i already have and in this fall he has no clue what's coming for him because <laughs> i'm gonna try to get him out of as better than he's ever been but with that he's gonna have to get real uncomfortable for him and he's up for it so i'm excited the offense wants to go
3: full-paced, Mach 9, hair on fire kind of style, <laughs> and that can be good because you can see lots of points on the board, but then if the offense can't produce, then it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. How do you as a defensive coordinator prep your defense for a very fast-going offense like that? Uh,
11: luckily, I've had some experience in it already. Um, again, in the Big 12 where this whole thing oh really started back 10 years ago when I was there. Uh, I had a lot of experience dealing with it, uh, so we have – it's not new to me. Yeah. Uh you know, were kinda of at the breeding grounds of it there when it was kinda of really starting to spread. And then working for Dan Mullen and his offense had a lot of experience with it again, being on the defensive side of the ball. I've seen the the, the goods and the bad. And then again going to Miami and, and, and having uh Rhett Lashley who does it really, really well as well. So I will say that you're right, it can go both ways. Either way you don't it doesn't matter to the defense. At the end of the day, the offense and the special teams is going to hand us a bill and we have to pay that bill and whatever that bill is, whatever the score is, we got to pay it. So the best way to pay that bill is to be able to, when you're talking about a tempo offense, you got to pay the bill with, you got to pay it with lots of depth. You got to be able to roll guys and play lots of guys. One of the big reasons I was excited about taking a job is when coach, you know, coach Anderson talked to us. We talked about it. He talked about, the defense having more scholarships and more uh, spots for us, so that we can roll more guys. So we actually have higher numbers on defense that we can of guys we can take and and, and even bring to games or even just recruit, etc. So that if we're going to have a fast paced tempo offense, we can roll multiple guys. Well, if that's the case, you got to have more guys. So we'll play a lot of guys. We'll roll a lot of guys so long as we have the depth. Uh, I'm going to
3: take a long step backwards
11: here. Mm-hmm. I apologize, but you're re-
3: how is, as Blake Anderson or Coach Anderson kind of showed himself to you? What have you seen out of him? What are your thoughts on him as a coach? Uh,
11: I've said it before. I really do believe he's on the Mount Rushmore of coaches you want to work for in this profession. Goodness. And I'm not talking about, you know, wins and losses like Nick Saban. And Nick's great. Coach Saban, I've never met him, but I've heard great things. I'm talking about just quality of life. Uh, and I think he's really up there at that I think he's one of the four or five guys in his profession that provides that. And now being able to live through it for the last six to seven months, I, I've, it's affirmed you know my belief in that. I'd say the way that I've experienced it is just how he is with his family, um, how he is with you know his new wife and his children. And to see him get out of the office and be with them, be present with them when they're here, present, and when he's away, present with them. Um, I, I've loved and enjoyed when he's walked in here and pushed me out of here to, you know, go being better, be a better father. Um, this summer, I, I it was unique. He gave us so much time to just get away mm-hmm. and to immerse ourselves back into our families, you know, especially knowing that we just had this big transition. We had a bunch of time in May to just really dive back into our families and then in the summer it gave us a great break which you don't get that in a lot of yeah, places Absolutely, and it allowed us to reconnect with our family experience things with our family um and just get closer with them which i think's helped me in this building be better a better football coach so those are kind of the small little things that he's done over time but he's done it all with actions and not words that's a
3: heck of an answer mm-hmm. uh coach your schedule is really fun this year you go to poland washington to kick it off you got that three-game death row stretch of Air Force, Boise State, BYU. How excited are you to get this thing underway and get going? <laughs> well, they—they uh, they not
11: even playing. Yeah. I just like got
3: goosebumps, running. I'm just talking about the
11: yeah, season. Yeah, uh, the Mountain West uh, got us in the fast track right off the bat. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Maybe maybe next time they can <laughs> think about that one for a little bit. But uh, but uh, I think uh, it's good. Maybe they they know something about us that that uh, that we're learning. But I like it. We're gonna start fast. We'll know a lot about ourselves early we'll learn a lot about ourselves early um however it comes out we still you know we're we're gonna be as good as we can be we're gonna play our butts off uh we've already started on all those teams in in the summer spring and summer and we'll actually start practicing for those guys through camp uh i like to take days that are kind of in camp days get long and a little just you know, mundane, if you will. Sure. So I'll take a day, and we'll work on Air Force. A day we'll work on Boise State, BYU, Washington State. Wall all of them. Uh, North Dakota. We'll spend time incorporating those things through our camp schedule to kind of get ahead. Uh, but we have prepped for it, and and we are we're excited to start this thing off. We're definitely starting the fast in the fast lane.
3: Coach, can't look forward. To, I mean, can't wait for it. September fourth in Pullman, Washington. Look forward to seeing you there, and uh, good luck this season. Stay healthy.
11: Absolutely. That's coach.
3: Bonda. Ephraim Bonda. Bonda. Hey, 5879 text in. Love this football coverage, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us. We greatly appreciate it. 9315. How is RJ a friend of the Loft House from MC and not know wrestling? I know wrestling. I just didn't know. Okay, I know okay, Gabe.
1: T- during the break, during Dude, the interview, we, watched we were watching match. Gable Steveson and what he did. Oh, man. That was phenomenal. Okay, so what I was watching, Eric, is
3: two things. One... It was a great move to get the takedown, or I guess, yeah, get the takedown to cut it to one. And then the move to get the takedown to win it at the buzzard was amazing. So I understand wrestling. See? Told you.
1: (laughs) He was down three points. Oh, man. With 13 seconds to go. And he wins. And he ends up winning. Wow. It's great thank you for the heads up on that that was hey, definitely worth you know what? Let's going ask, back and finding the video is he
3: the greatest golden medal wrestler we've ever had or is it kurt engel uh kurt
1: engel was pretty good or gosh uh, i don't know i mean rulon Gardner had the big upset
3: didn't kale sanderson w- win a gold medal
1: or andre Karelin? um
3: did kale sanderson win a gold medal
1: she was so good at the collegiate level i I don't know about his Olympic career.
3: I don't know either. I'll have to find that out, or our listeners help us out. We're gonna take a break. Coming back, we'll continue to get you through Aggie football. Here from Justin Rice and Nick Henninger as well, uh, linebackers for the Utah State Aggies. We got an update on Namiya Shketa in his summer league. He looks fantastic. He looks so good. right
1: outside of the combine. Really, this was his NBA debut in summer league. I, mean, I guess you can debate how much of a debut that really is, too, but. Yeah. But uh, with the Sacramento Kings, his first game for them, how did he do? He's got another game tonight. We'll talk about, we'll update you on that as well coming up on the Full Court Press.
2: School is out and summer's here. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent at Alpine Home Medical. We offer you the best quality products as well as excellent customer service. Whether you're in one of our 10 retail stores or shopping online, we'll provide you with the best experience possible. From CPAPs to compression stockings to portable oxygen concentrators, wheelchairs and scooters, you won't find a better selection anywhere. Visit us online at alpinehomemedical.com.
6: We bring home.
5: This is Police Chief Gary Jensen from Logan City Police Department. A number of scams are occurring throughout our city and county. These scams are highly emotional and demand immediacy that you pay and you pay now. They will say they are from the IRS, the Sheriff's Office, the Police Department, utility companies, medical facilities, or even romance scams. The scammers do their homework. They can do a simple check on the internet of your name and find out where you live, where you used to live, even people that are associated with your name. They are always highly emotional phone calls that demand immediate payment or something bad will happen. Slow down and diffuse by asking questions. If they want you to pay, with Bitcoin or gift cards, this is a scam. Be careful. Hang up the phone call is the best thing that you can do. Again, slow down and think. React by hanging up and don't become a victim.
0: Well, (laughs) What shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show.
9: What now, Chris Paul? He can opt out. He could become a free agent. He could stay there. I'm not somebody who says you should give him 30-plus million for three years because the reality is he didn't play against the best of the best to get to the NBA Finals, and eventually the NBA Finals wore him down. That's just the reality
0: The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, ah. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
3: Full Court Press, Eric Frantz and Andre Salves from 523, your time here on a Tuesday evening. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing so. Hey, Eric, we had a few texts come in about wrestling. Uh, this is a hot topic. Okay, 2305. As a quality wrestler, what about Dan Gable? Now, again, 2305, don't yell at me. I'm trying to get my knowledge back in. Luke Lofthouse is my good friend. Um, I'm glad he's not listening right now. If I'm not mistaken, was Dan Gable the Iowa Hawkeye head wrestling coach, if I'm not mistaken? I believe he I was. I believe so. Yeah, Luke was over there. He met Dan. Loved Coach Gable, loved everything about him. Uh, so yeah, Dan Gable would be a good one. That's a, okay. I can definitely take that one. Uh, Eight zero zero three. Glad you're enjoying the Gable Stevenson. Is it? How do you say his name? Steveson.
1: Stevenson. Topic. Mm-hmm. Apologize, I didn't know how to pronounce his
3: no, name. No, me neither. Dude is a beast. He says. And nine three one five. How about Roland Gardner? I would say he's the best. He beat a Russian that had not lost a match in over like ten years. Look it up.
1: Right. I mean, people talk about the dream team in basketball. And like what they did and crushed their competition yeah. for the men's basketball. This uh, this, this Russian wrestler, and I think his name was Andre Karelin. I'm not entirely sure there, but he was like this guy who just dominated the competition for years. Uh, he did like his his uh, like workout routine was like go watch Rocky. What was it four? Yeah, when he's fighting the Russian, Russian. and he's like running up the mountains and. Moving logs and all this stuff like this is what this guy does. That's what he did, in like Siberia. He was a mountain of a man. And Rulon Gardner goes in there as a huge underdog, yeah, and upsets him. Uh, It was a huge story. Sydney Olympics, two thousand. Big deal. What
3: happened to Rulon Gardner? Wasn't he part of like that weight uh, Weight Watcher deal? What does it show?
1: Well, he came back to the Olympics again, and then he uh, gained a lot of weight. Yeah. Was on the a TV show called Biggest Loser. That's what it was. But he was cheating. Started. Was he? Uh, I don't know that he was cheating. Not. I don't know about that. But he started losing a lot of weight, and he uh, was looking like he was in his wrestling shape and really good shape and trimming down. But then uh, I don't know. Then things went another way, and it uh, went kind of a focus on some girls and what they were doing. And Roulan didn't make the next cut, so he was out. Uh, he's had a lot of different <laughs> brushes with death. I mean, this guy has nine lives. I mean, that uh, familiar with the the snowmobile accident up in uh, Wyoming. Yeah. Yep, goes Do through a that. river. I mean, should have froze to death, but uh, came out of that. I was on a in a plane that crashed in the middle of Lake Powell. I was able to swim to shore. <laughs> this, this guy's had a crazy life.
3: And then the other guy I had in mind, he, uh, former WWE guy too, but he was an Olympic gold medalist, uh, Kurt Angle. Dude, he won the Olympic medal with a broken neck. What? Yeah, I'm not even joking. Wow. He broke his neck and then uh, ended up uh, fighting his way back into it to win a gold. I'm trying to look for the story of it, and I can't find it right now. But ended up winning a gold medal. Um... And actually, he was an underdog as well. And I think they they had it as, like, they, I'm not going to say it was a tie, but there was, like, a decision. And the opponent thought he had won, and he was celebrating. And the ref goes over, you know, and grabs her hands. He's going to, you know, raise the winner. And he raises the other guy's hand. And the guy's like, yeah. And then he's like, wait a minute, no, wrong guy. And he puts up Kurt Angle's hand. And Kurt Angle's like, yeah, all right, like. Wow. Kind of, hey, dude, yeah, you should watch that. That is nuts.
1: That is nuts. It's crazy.
3: Hey, uh, Namish Keda had a chance to uh, get his uh, feet wet in some NBA
1: basketball in the Summer League. Hey, he did it really well. Yeah, I mean, the, the Sacramento Kings faced Charlotte down in Las Vegas in their first uh, action uh, Summer League. Uh, Nimi had nine points, six rebounds. He had a block. Um, he was plus 20. Uh, things that don't show up in a box score, he had several screen assists. Uh, one of the great plays by David Mitchell, Nimi comes from underneath the basket, goes all the way out to the three-point line to set a hard screen, and uh, Mitchell gets gets uh, gets by his defender and goes all the way, and makes this crazy play. So the the highlights on on Mitchell, but it was set up because of Nimi. Uh, he also plays tonight. The Wizards play. Excuse me. the The Sacramento Kings play against the Wizards tonight. That's going to be at eight o'clock on ESPN three. By the way, the Jazz played uh, Phoenix last night. Really low-scoring game, sixty-three to fifty-seven. Um, I don't know that anybody really particularly stood out for Utah, other than uh, Trent Forrest continues to be pretty steady for the Jazz. Doke had some uh, some good moments, uh, but the overall pretty low-scoring game, which means it's pretty sloppy. But uh, still, you know, they play again uh, tomorrow. Utah does we'll see where they go from there.
3: Yeah, I'm looking actually forward to that one, too, as well. Uh, but good for Nimi. Sam has not seen any summer league. In fact, he was saying that was John Morant on the sideline.
1: Yeah, he wasn't dressed last night. Hopefully, he gets a chance to play in uh, the, the next game for Memphis, which uh, I don't believe they play tonight. I think – no, they do. Um, oh, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong day. That was yesterday. I don't think <laughs> Memphis plays today. They do play tomorrow. Yeah, they play the Heat tomorrow at three o'clock on ESPN three.
3: Well, tomorrow it is then. All right, we're going to continue with our audio with through Utah State football media day. Here is a leader of uh, one of the leaders for the Utah State defense, Nick Henniger. Of course, he was dealing with an injury in spring ball. Uh, Was very impactful uh, the last couple of years for Utah State's defense. Uh, Had if he can stay healthy, he could be very good for Utah State. Uh, He's got great leadership. Um, was formerly at Utah, uh, came here because of Gary Anderson, um, and is still sticking around for, I I guess, a super senior, if you want to call that. Uh, And he could be very, very good for this defense. Again, we hope that he can stay healthy as well. So here's Nick Henninger with Al Lewis uh, to talk about the upcoming season for the 2021 football Aggies. Nick Henninger, let's uh, talk. Last
12: year's season was a washout in a lot of ways. I I don't know how much you learned from all of that. But things have been interesting for you since then. I think you got married. I think you've decided, obviously, to play more football, where maybe a lot of people thought maybe, hey, you've done a lot of football already. You uh, academically have been honored as an academic All-American, a Utah State Award for all of that. It's been Pretty much a busy off-season, plus trying to get ready and more prepared because you've had a regular-type workout in the summer, too.
13: Yeah, had a very busy off-season. The wife and I got married, Kayla Johnson. She's now Kayla Mm Henniger. But uh, we got married May 20th in Florida. So that was an amazing vacation. She's an amazing woman. So life is good uh, in that aspect. Um, It's been a busy off-season. The decision to come back, I'd say, was... uh, a very uh well thought out decision uh it was a process deciding whether to come back obviously new coaching staff there's a lot of uh a lot of different factors that went into that decision i even had ankle surgery and i i'd uh i'd injured my ankle january 2020 and i was able to play with it you know but it still wasn't 100 so that was another big reason for me coming back just to uh, fix that before I pursue the NFL because when I go when I go for my take my shot at the NFL, I want to be at my best, and I felt like by fixing my ankle now, playing another season, even though I'm older, you know, uh, I felt like that gave me the best chance to pursue the NFL at my peak
12: because so. Nick, let's face it, I, I think your story really is you've wanted to play football because you you've had to kind of earn everything that you've got in football. <laughs> yeah.
13: yeah. <laughs> I was just talking to some guys over there for another interview and they were asking me about, you know, uh competing for a spot and you know got new guys coming in and how's it going to be competing for a starting spot, and you know. In, in my opinion, you know, with how I work, uh I'm not necessarily working against anybody. I I'm Confident in the guys we've got. I love the depth we've got at our uh, D line specifically. But at the end of the day, I feel like I'm competing more against myself to be the best player I can be. Because if you let a coach or a reporter or some analyst uh, determine your worth as a football player or as a person in general, you'll never, you'll never, you know, I mean, you'll never be satisfied with that. It'll never be what you really want. And having that confidence or that belief in yourself i actually talked about this in my uh at the award ceremony for the white sides uh award that i received and i just talked about my parents and how i quoted jimmy v jimmy valvano and how he said one of the greatest gifts he received was from his parents and that they believed in him that his dad believed in him and uh that belief in me from my parents at a young age growing up has helped me to have that confidence in myself and belief to, to push myself to new levels. And at the end of the day, I love the group of people I'm around. I consider myself extremely blessed to have grown up with the friends I grew up with, with the family I grew up with. And here, when I went to Utah, I was surrounded by great people, but I've definitely learned that whether it's your boss, your coach, whoever it is, uh, it's important to not let them determine your value, even if they're just saying you're the greatest, right? Because you you really have to find that within yourself and within your own work ethic, like the poem goes with the man in the mirror. Uh, My coach in high school, Coach Peck, would always quote that as one of our code of ethics about integrity. And that's always stuck with me and having that belief in myself and knowing that. Whatever I put in is, you know, I mean, I'm not cheating anybody else, but I'm cheating myself. If, if you day. don't if go out not going and out. get the
12: best out of whatever. Yeah. What is it? You've already got two degrees and working on a third, I think, another graduate degree?
13: <laughs> uh, well, I graduated from Utah at the mm-hmm. business program, and then I came up here, did the MBA program mm-hmm. with uh, specialization in data analytics, which was awesome. And... I decided to come back, and you have to be in school to play football <laughs> here at this level. So I uh, I was looking around. I personally was a little burned out from lecture-type classes. I, I loved all my classes, but I, I really was looking for something different and something that would still give me maybe a, a skill, a unique uh, addition to my resume or knowledge, and I stumbled upon the drone program yeah. here at Utah State. So
12: I noticed you're listed as a... Uh, uh, you've got like a pilot's license for something or other. Is that for drones? Is that what it is? Yeah.
13: So it's the unmanned aerial systems program. They just, it was a minor. Now it's a bachelor's degree here and I was in the minor so I could finish that. I had enough time, but I wanted to take more classes. So I switched over to the bachelor's program right now. And now I'm just building drones, building airplanes, flying them and Got the For one of the classes, we have to get our license, FAA certification, to be a remote pilot and did that. It's, it's been really fun. It doesn't feel like class. Do you want it,
12: Would you ever want to get in an airplane and fly an airplane?
13: Oh, that has been a goal of mine. So that's something coming up. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I, I would love to be, uh, probably a pri- hold a private pilot's license okay. at some point. But having the freedom to just up and go and fly would be... Amazing. Well, he lives his life to the fullest. We've always been
12: able to tell. Him. Every time we talk to Nick, it's infectious to get a chance to listen to him and see the enthusiasm. Again, congratulations on the marriage and all. Now let's talk some football. Okay. Is the defensive end spot in this defense, is it a defensive end spot? Is it a, a, like a linebacker? Or a, What would you say about the defensive spot you got?
13: Uh, it's definitely a defensive end. It's a four down front, right? So you got two defensive ends on the edge. Uh, It's different from the four-down defenses I've played in the past, whether that be at Utah or uh, a little bit here at Utah State, where I feel like I'm given more freedom to go for the big shot, the big play, the TFL, the sack. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of the day, it it, it feels like I'm able to play selfishly, but with the way the scheme is set up, I'm not playing selfishly, if that makes sense. So uh, I'm really excited for the defensive line specifically. We get to penetrate, and it's all about speed, penetration, getting, causing a lot of chaos in the backfield, which I love to do. And I think this defense will – I think I think we will all really flourish in this defense. And we've got a lot to do, though, when it comes to work and, and continuing to tighten down the hatches to our scheme and technique in this fall camp. But – I think over the summer, spring, uh, with these new coaches and new scheme, we've set up a very solid foundation to build upon, and that's all you can ask for right now. What can you
12: tell me about this Byron Bonds? It, it seems like he's a little bit of a, a, an interesting guy on social media, but he's a guy you can tell. Has, wants to play. I guess maybe he didn't play last year, so he's really looking forward to this kind of year. Is he on the opposite side of you, or how does that work out?
13: Uh, I don't know what, uh, we'll what, what, what will end up happening we'll wait with that. See, huh? We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But Byron, yeah, I believe he's a very high-energy guy. He brings a lot of good energy to our uh, D-line room, but honestly, to the team, Uh, he's been somebody I've been uh, watching closely. You know, being in the position group, same position group group, and I believe he's brought a lot of positivity when it comes to work ethic, when it comes to buy-in. He's a culture builder. You know, he helps uh, us with the culture, and uh, I really like. With the new strength strength staff too, Coach Jackson. I think he held our hand a little bit with helping build the culture. But I've seen and noticed more and more players taking over and making this not a coach's team, but more of a player's team. Probably going to be better for that. Yeah, 100%. On all the teams that have been good or great uh, that I've been on, they've been player-led teams. And... It was interesting to watch over the summer, everybody begin to take more ownership and really really take on the role of, no, this is our team, and Byron's been one of those guys.
12: Well, I think it needs to happen, and you're one of those guys who'll be there, I know, no matter what. You'll give it all. Uh, we, we got to get that taste of that last season out it didn't really happen but I know
13: you've learned a lot from that to make uh, this year even better right Mm -hmm. Nick of course yeah there's definitely a lot to learn from last year on and off the field but at the end of the day I consider myself blessed to have been through that uh, even though it was hard right hard hard times create strong men and uh, no matter the circumstances you got to look at the positive from it I miss the old coaching staff and and, uh, I still love those guys But on the opposite side, positive look at is I get to network and build more relationships with a whole new group of guys who are from a lot of them from the opposite side of the country, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I consider myself blessed to meet new coaches and meet new people and continue to. Play the game. A lot, a lot of the younger guys uh, will tease me <laughs> about being older, right? 25. I'll be 26 in November. One of the older guys probably on the team. Yeah, I think I am. <laughs> Don't let everybody else oh, know well, about okay. that. <laughs> Nick, good <laughs> luck on the year. We look forward to it. We'll Thank talk to you, you many times. Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate it.
3: That's Nick Kennedy, leader of the Utah State Aggie defense. This should be a really fun season for Nick. Again, I love the way he plays. Physicality quick. I still remember him running that San Diego State quarterback 40 yards backwards. <laughs> Do You remember that? That, that was, was so fun. I remember asking Nick at the press conference, I'm "Like, so what was that like?" And he's like, "Dude, I had no idea where he was going. He just like shook his head and like I've never seen that before." No, great linebacker, Eric. This could be one of the better leadership defenses we've seen probably since eighteen.
1: Well, Henniger had a career high fourteen stops against Air Force back on December third. Uh, he was the Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Week that week. He's uh, on the uh, Athlon Sports fourth team. Uh, Coming into this year. uh, And really, what should be, which can't be overstated, is just his leadership and just with his personality. Uh, Yeah, he is one of the older guys on this team, but that means he's a veteran. Like he's been through a lot. And he can, when he speaks, people should listen. Oh,
3: absolutely. Great leader. Uh, Coach Anderson's a big fan of him. I know Coach Bonda is a huge fan of him. Can't wait to see him on the field. He said he's going to utilize him in a lot of different ways, and that's not good for offenses. All right, well, we're going to take a break. Coming back, you are going to hear from the newly defensive-minted Aggie. That is Justin Rice, formerly at Fresno State, then Arkansas State, now to Utah State. Eric Franson had a chance to sit down with him and ask him what his journey to Utah State was like and what he expects to be here in the defensive system here with the Aggies. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM,
2: 1390 AM, The Fan. Did you know you could do most of the rock, block, and paper projects around your home yourself? It's true, and Castellite and Logan can help. Their friendly, knowledgeable staff will help you on those projects and more. Why go anywhere else? You can find everything you need for rock, block, and paver projects under one roof at very competitive prices right here at Castellite in Logan. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go online at castellite.com.
0: Ascent Aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for Botox, fillers, skin care, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, and more. Doctors Blotter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. At Ascent Aesthetics, it's always education first. Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their New Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to AscentAesthetics.com, that's AscentAesthetics.com for more details.
2: We all have items in our homes that can be recycled. Old aluminum cans, aluminum siding, car batteries, electrical cords, plumbing fixtures, and dozens of other things. Did you know if Americans recycled just one-tenth of their newspapers, it would save 25 million trees this year? Recycling is easy at Valley Recycling. Take in your metals, even if you're not sure what they are. They'll take what they can and pay you for it. Valley Recycling pays cash for old cars and other scrap metal. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 140. North 10th West in Logan.
0: It's the full court press with Eric Frenson and Ajay
8: Selvason I'm gonna have to put a one right here, right Eric? So it's not expired <laughs> <laughs>
0: He did the same thing to you! I didn't notice yes, that. Yes,
8: you did. Luckily, I'm a good forger <laughs> I
1: honestly did not
8: notice that. Here you yeah. go. Where's, Sir, this expired, expired in 1992. <laughs> what are you doing here? No, that's that's 2092
1: <laughs>
0: Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
3: Eric France and Andre Salves here on the full court press, 106 NFM, on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We'll continue with the Utah State Aggie defense here as we now get to hear from Justin Rice. Eric, you got a chance to sit down with him. Can I just ask you before we start the interview, when you had a chance to talk with him, what did you learn of him that maybe he didn't say but that stood out to you?
1: Well, it just felt like, you know, here's a down-to-earth guy. He's been a couple different places. He's been on the West Coast. He's been in the Deep South. And now he's coming to the mountains of uh, Utah State. He's very familiar with the Mountain West Conference, and he's eager to go face some of his uh, uh, some old nemesis. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's excited to see some old familiar faces on the <laughs> other side of the field.
3: Uh, we're looking forward to it as well. Here is Eric Franson with Justin Rice, the newly minted Aggie defensive back. For the Utah State... Well,
1: linebacker, not defensive back.
3: It's the same thing.
1: <laughs> Justin Rice, linebacker at Utah State. You've had an interesting journey to get here. You're one of those uh, super senior transfers coming to Utah State. And uh, let me just ask about the experience that you've had. And there's a lot of guys with a lot of experience on this team between the super seniors and the transfers coming over. This Maybe I could have you comment on just the experience of this team, especially on the defense.
8: Yeah, um, we got a lot of seniors. Whether they're super seniors, fifth year seniors, or four years, four year starters, you know, and that brings a lot of experience. And what you need in college football is a lot of experience. And the more experience you have, the more things you've seen, the way you can adjust faster. So, the experience on defense and the the older guys on defense, as long as with myself, uh, we should be very well in being able to adjust to different things because we've seen so much
1: and how do you feel like you're fitting in and some of these other transfers fitting in with the guys that have been here a long time like this is their place this is their, their they have been able to you know take the advantage of the practices and grow their roles and their opportunities and now there's some transfers coming in that may compete for the the roles and positions that they have how does that work do you, is it kind of coming together
8: or is there still a little uncertainty there uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of gelling. Um, we've had a bunch of team activities, and we've hung out together as a team, so I think we're coming together that way. But I also think that the transfers coming in can elevate guys that have been here for a while, pushing them um, to be better. Um, some people can get complacent, and I think when you get fresh blood in, and um, it can really push people to a new level, and I think that can be really beneficial for a team.
1: You used to play at Fresno State, and you were one of the best linebackers in the whole entire conference. Um, there was uncertainty about what was going on with the Bulldogs and the Mountain West overall. Tell us about your journey about and decision why to leave them where it took you and then how it's kind of come back to the Mountain West but now you're at Utah State.
8: Yeah, um, I was at Fresno till my fifth year and uh, tried to stay with them as long as I could and then COVID canceled the season and that's when I made the decision to transfer and uh, Coach A called me and it was a great fit. I liked what he stood for and played that season with him. Still really appreciated the way he went about things, how he called games and everything so when he came to Utah State and I was in the portal it was just a really easy transfer to come over here, you know, with a real familiar face. I know how he operates, and I, I really like what he stands for with family and everything, so it was a real good fit. What What's your thought about being able
1: to go up against some old foes in the Mountain West again, where you wreaked havoc? You were probably not their most favorite guy that they had to face sometimes, but you get to face some of these teams again, maybe some guys that you remember that they're back and you're back. What's that kind of like for you to be able to face some
8: of those guys again in the Mountain West? Yeah, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I know they've elevated their game and i know i've elevated my game so it's gonna be a real good matchup this season you
1: uh coach anderson alluded uh talked a little bit about you and his his comments about how when you came to arkansas state you were a little bit out of shape it took you a while to grasp what they were trying to do and it caught it, it took you a while to catch up to what you wanted to do and how what they wanted of you but now at utah state here you've you're Uh, you've been you're in shape you're grasping what they're trying to do you're far more ahead of where you were last time you were with coach anderson what's the biggest difference that's taken place for you in this last year and kind of getting caught up to speed with what he wants to do here
8: uh, probably getting that full offseason. Um, I was able to have a full spring with the team and the coaches, a full summer with the team and the coaches. So I was able to get real comfortable with the defense, and I was able to work out and stay in shape and not come in overweight and out of shape. So that would slow me down in the beginning of the season. So. Now I'm ready to start fast, and I know this defense is ready to start fast. You've got some great linebackers
1: to play with uh, that are in your group. Um, How do you feel like you're meshing together, and what's the experience, and maybe more like what kind of damage can you guys do to opposing offenses based on what's there with you?
8: Yeah, um, I've gotten real close with the the linebacker group and I think we've got a a good uh, group going into the games and I think AJ brings a skill set of athleticism and the ability to pass rush so we'll be able to blitz him a lot and I think Kev has a lot of um, experience, he's played here for a long time, he knows how the game flows, he knows how to make quick adjustments and I think being able to bounce between me, Kev and AJ is going to be real lethal when we go into games. Justin, uh, it's good to have you here at
1: Utah State. Look forward to seeing how you uh, fit in and how everybody else gets going and best of luck in fall camp and getting ready for uh, game 1 at Washington State. Thank you. Thank you.
3: That's Justin Rice, uh, formerly of Fresno State, Arkansas State, now brings himself to Utah State uh with after spending some time with Blake Anderson there in the uh na- or there in southern Arkansas. He, I dude, this guy could be really 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 dynamic for Utah State in so many ways, Eric.
1: Preseason, first-team All-Mountain West by Phil Steele, uh, second-team by Athlon Sports. Th- this was a guy that made a lot of things happen for Fresno State defensively when he was there for the Bulldogs, and now the Aggies get the benefit of having his services uh, in Logan. And a great linebacker, great leader. Fun to see how that comes together with another uh, another pair of linebackers, which he mentioned, Kevin Metzenheimer and A.J. BongpaChan.
3: Boy, you could hear that little bit of anxiety, anxious, just want to put on some pads and see, like you said, some familiar faces on the other side. He's got a he's got a message or two for some people over there in the Mount West Conference, and he can't wait to get back at it. Looking forward to seeing what he can do and the damage he'll do on the field. All right, we'll uh, take a break. Coming back, we will finally clean up the full court press. It's been kind of a weird show. Breaks, music, just
1: wow. You know, we've had important. some good content. Like, like, I, I stole okay. both
3: your stat and your player. Yeah. See, that's and see, you just made it. It's been a good show. People want variety, and you took away the variety by stealing everything that I had.
1: We mispronounced like this wrestler' yeah. his name. I uh, we didn't know about his story, but then we figured it out. And-
3: I supposedly was all over the place to start the show, and then our log was completely out of place to begin the second hour. Hey, we've
1: salvaged it.
3: We sell, yeah. Salvaged it. There we go. Yeah. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, we salvaged it. That's how you can look at that's it. Right. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. coming back. i
1: positive, Aj. Oh,
3: jeez. It's like
1: the jazz. Oh, oh. You know, Eric, go. No. What's the deal with the Dan Patrick Show?
0: Dan
11: Patrick. You're still fighting for Tiki Barber to get in the Hall of Fame. I'm not even actually a fan of Tiki Barber, really, but his stats suggest he's a Hall of Famer. His stats blow a Marshawn Lynch. Okay.
10: Because that's the debate now. Marshawn Lynch is retired. Yes, he if
9: Pete Carroll had just given the ball to Marshawn oh. to run in instead of throwing that pass, we wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a question that he's a Hall of Famer. Right.
0: Dan Patrick, weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: We love being in Smithfield and making it easy for our friends and customers to do their banking. Hi, this is Danny Hanson, ranch manager at Cash Valley Bank in Smithfield. If you don't bank with us... I invite you to discover what a great financial partner you'll find in Cash Valley Bank. I'm anxious to get to know you and invite you to stop by and say hello. Now celebrating our second year in Smithfield, located on the corner of Center and Main, Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC.
7: If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695, North Main and Logan, across from Angie's.
5: This is Police Chief Gary Jensen from Logan City Police Department. A number of scams are occurring throughout our city and county. These scams are highly emotional and demand immediacy that you pay and you pay now. They will say they are from the IRS, the sheriff's office, the police department, utility companies, medical facilities or even romance scams. Slow down and defuse by asking questions. Be careful. Hang up the phone call is the best thing that you can do and don't become
0: a the Aggies the Jazz the High Schools the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM 1390 AM The Fan what I know about courage
11: you know what bring
3: back Cody and AJ that's fine <laughs> I don't care my feelings aren't hurt. 9315 on our Guild Mortgage text line. No, don't read line. the text,
1: Eric. Ajay and Eric made the show. Too bad we didn't have AJ and Cody on today.
3: You know what? He's been very insulting. Why is he so <laughs> salty today? Is it because we haven't talked enough Cougars and Utes? Do we need to do that more?
1: Uh, No. Are you sure, Eric? We I'm can do- confident. Come on. We can do it. Uh, Utah Jazz officially introducing Mike Connolly, Rudy Gay, and Hassan Whiteside. Uh, one of the quotes that I thought was the most telling came from Hassan Whiteside. Um, oh, now, I can't, now I can't find it. <laughs> Basically, he said that he had multiple teams reaching out to him and he had an opportunity to go back to Portland, but he wanted to go somewhere where he had a shot at winning an NBA championship.
3: So why did he come to Utah? Uh, uh,
1: similar thoughts compelled Whiteside to join the Jazz instead of resigning with Portland. The Blazers showed interest in bringing back Whiteside, their starting center, during the 1920 campaign. Ultimately, he could not pass up a chance to make a championship run with Utah.
3: And on his history with Rudy Gobert, which used to be Frosty, uh, and now being teammates, he says, quote, no rivalry or anything. We're just competing at the end of the day. I'm always happy to see a big man succeeding, end quote.
1: He says, I haven't been this excited in a long time. They're definitely a contender. You don't accidentally win 50-plus games in this league.
3: Unless you're the Utah Jazz.
1: So, Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside had opportunities to go other places. Mike Conley was pursued by multiple teams. Said he's in a comfort zone here. Feels good about the direction things are going. And feels like uh, there's a lot left undone that he feels he can help accomplish.
3: Yeah, he... uh, And, yeah, Mike's excited about coming back. Says it's the right fit for him with the right guys at the right place. And so... Yeah, get to hang out, play 52 games.
1: That second unit. I mean, this has got Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Hassan Whiteside, Rudy Gay. That's a great lineup. It is.
3: It is. It's a very good lineup. I will definitely agree with that for the regular season. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Uh, sorry. I don't believe. And and until he win an NBA championship, I may never believe. All right, tomorrow we're going to talk some high school football with John Newbold of uh, Play-by-Play Voice of Skyview. Uh, We'll also have our What Went Wrong Wednesday tomorrow on the Full Court Press. Goodbye, everybody.
6: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year.